the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for the Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group, the show that helps teach you how to make the right moves with regard to investment planning, tax savings, and estate protection. Are you ready to better understand the financial chaos? Here's your host, Tom Fortino. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Alpha Wealth Hour. I'm your host, Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. If you want to get a hold of us, you can always call us. 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. You can always go to our website as well. That's alphawealthgroup.com, alphawealthgroup.com. There's all types of things to download there. You can sign up for one of our classes. If you want to send me a question, email us, schedule a time to chat. We're here for you. We want to be a resource. And and I guess in that same vein, on today's show, we're going to get into a number of things. So you know, if you have a pencil or whatever writing instrument you choose, you might want to take some notes. We're going to get into, again, a little more detail today. I always say end of year planning. I know. Well, it's October. It's right around the corner. I mean, come on, guys. If you go to Costco or you go to Walmart, the Christmas decorations are, for God's sakes. Now, I guess they're a little early to the game. But there are things we want to kind of start looking at right now. What do I mean by that? Roth conversions. I also want to talk to you about employer plans. A couple things I didn't mention last week which were about after-tax 401k contributions as well as, and that was in our newsletter, by the way, which one more, one more thing I should mention. If you go to our website, you can sign up for our newsletter. We've been sending these out. We send them out each week and just ideas. I think there's a lot of substance there and always ideas that can make a difference in your planning. But you do have the end of the year to maximize your employer plan. You have the end of the year to do required minimum distribution, set up a health savings account. This happens every year, guys. It's coming up again, and, and I guess maybe moreover and in the second place, as I like to say, um, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act of 2017, you hear it all the time. I know it's a big, I don't want to call it a marketing thing. Eh, we got, you know, the, the end is coming. But the reality is that um, we don't know, right? Because right now you have this, the end of this year, so you have 2023, we have a few months left, then you have 2024 and 2025. That's it. I know we say it's sunsetting in 2026, and it's always like, the question is always like when someone gives you directions, you stop at the corner where they're, you know, at the gas station on the corner and they say, okay, it's three lights down and take a left. And you always have to say, well, does the first light count? I don't know. You're confused. So we talk about 2026, forget 2026. It ends in 2020, 2025 is the last tax year. So we have basically three more years to do that. Well, again, I don't know, but my point is we, if it's going up, we talk about risk, the future of, ta- of uh, increased tax rates. Maybe we want to take advantage of what are tip, what are historically lower tax brackets, and I'm going to get into this in detail. I also want to talk to you about Social Security and really your whole income planning and, and then how it relates to the market and what's going on in the market. The cost of living uh, increase is coming up. It will be an increase. We don't know how much, but I had an, an interesting question in a meeting, and maybe some of you are thinking of these same quest- questions so I'm going to get into that. Let's, let's dig in. I don't want to, I don't, I, I, I've set this up enough, but I do want to talk about, first of all, these end-of-year planning ideas. We have updated the report. I've added some more things to it actually this week. 
because I want to talk to you about uh, some ideas uh, on required distributions and what some options are for you. But let's start with the Roth conversions. I do talk a lot about taxes. That's one of the five pieces. So I always like to say I don't want to minimize this to saying it's just about one thing because it's not. You know my mantra. It's about five things, the five pillars to your planning, creating income you can't outlive, minimizing taxes, having an investment plan you can stick to. We're going to talk about that. Protecting the assets in the event of unforeseen events or unfortunate events, long-term illness, what happens if someone passes away, um, the threats to your income and all those things, as well as having an estate and legacy plan. That's it, five pillars. I'll include that retirement planning guide as well. I call it the retirement roadmap. But let's talk about taxes here for a little bit. At least the end of year, most of these things relate to taxes. First of all, Roth conversions. And I'll make a one comment right away is to, to just kind of encapsulate what it what the rules are. You can convert as much as you like, right? Any amount at any time at any age. That's it. You got a million dollars in an IRA, you want to move the whole thing tomorrow? Have at it. I'm not suggesting. Hold on. Didn't suggest it. You will get a 1099 in January showing that million dollars. You will put it on your tax return. You will pay the taxes, but now it's in an, an account that will never pay taxes again. You'll never pay taxes on the rest of your life. There's no required minimum distributions. It doesn't tax your Social Security. It goes to your spouse and children tax-free. I can tell you this. If you did all of your IRA money, which, again, I'm not suggesting, you would never pay taxes the rest of your life. You would get all of your Social Security tax-free. But what if we could do it in a little more systematic and smart way? So this is why I'm saying this stuff is so important. We know procrastination happens. I quoted that uh, Joseph Ferrara. He's a professor at uh, Loyola, actually, he was quoted in this uh, article, 20% of us are chronic procrastinators. Eee. So if you're not chronic, it doesn't mean you're not still a procrastinator. But my point is, how many of us are doing this every year? Are you doing it? Have you looked at it? Do you know what your tax bracket is? Are you in a 22 or are you in a 24? Can you convert at that point? If I said to you, you can take some money today, convert it at 22% or 12% even, and I had this meeting recently with someone, um, they just retired, and their income was going to be 100000 now, they still have money and savings they can use, but I said, and they're not to require distributions, which I'm going to talk about in a second, but I said, well, look, if, you're, if your income's $100,000, you are not in a 22% tax bracket. You're not taxed on the gross. So I want to be clear about something. And these are things where I say we need to understand. Take, take $30,000 off it. They were over sixty five. That's roughly the standard deduction. That means your taxable income is $70,000. you are in a 12% tax bracket which means up to about $90,000, you are still in the 12%. Let's reposition 20000 of your IRA at 12% to a Roth. And by the way, they'd already opened up a Roth. for These are con- conversions, not contributions. They'd actually had no money in tax-free when I met them. Okay? And so we said 7500 each, perfect. And so that's another 15000 on top of the 20000 conversion. How about that? That's thirty-five thousand, and then in January they do another fifteen thousand. Now we're up to fifty thousand of money that will never be taxed the rest of their life. No required minimum distributions. Doesn't tax your Social Security. Goes to your spouse and children tax-free. Pretty easy, huh? We just did that. Boom. So these are good things to do. You got till the end of the year, and then you only have two more years potentially. Let me do this. Let me offer the end of your planning report. I want to get into some other things about your four hundred one k's. If you're single business owners. Um, if you want this end of your planning report, I'm going to include the asset organizer in there because I want to talk about getting organized. Um, and you really need the, uh, these worksheets are really, I think, very vital to, to creating a plan. And then the retirement roadmap, the five simple steps 
to a stress-free retirement. I'll get that out to you. 630-934-1855 if you want that information. 630-934-1855. I'm telling you, when you start to do these things, and let me make one other comment about Roth conversions, and then I want to move on. Some people are maybe a little hesitant, and I get it. Anytime it's like, okay, do I really want to do this? I'm not sure. Do a little bit. Really, I mean that. Do 5000 Okay. And see how that goes. You get to 1099, you put it on your tax return, you pay it, you get used to the process. And it's not as, um, just like anything, when we talk about how do we get started? How do we get started creating, uh, you know, uh, our retirement plan? Well, there's a process. I'm a process guy. I'm an engineer by trade. I've talked about that. Um, so this is the process. Just, you know, it's, it's just do, do some type of a conversion. And then you're going to say, not so bad. Maybe I'm going to do 30000 next year or 40000 or more. You start to see how this works. We get engaged. We start to know, understand things, and we start doing things. This is, to my, this is my opinion. This is how we uh, increase our, um, our success in retirement. And then we know, again, so if I asked you, what's your marginal tax bracket? Can you tell me? It's important because now we need to know what is the tax consequence, you know, if we're putting money in Ross versus traditionals. I posed this question. I did it at our meeting last, uh, at our class. I put up, I, I go through seven ideas of getting to tax free. That's part of our new reality class in retirement, which you can sign up for. We have another class in October. Um, and so when I go through the tax piece of it, I say, here's seven ideas. Well, let me just ask you something. If you're going to put money in a Roth versus a traditional, I'm going to get to 401ks in a second. But if I, I said to you, if your income was 150000 you're in a 22% marginal tax bracket. That's not an opinion. That's just a fact. I'm talking about if you file joint. $150,000. you are in a 22. So if you said, Tom, I'm going to put seventy-five because you can put $7,500 into a Roth IRA. If you said, I'm going to put $7,500 into an IRA, should I do a traditional or should I do a Roth IRA? First of all, contra- there's two issues here. Making the contribution or two... Um, Two items in this. That's a good thing. The second question is the tax piece of it. And I said to you, and I'm not going to answer the question, but let me ask you something because I know your marginal tax bracket. That's why I tell people, bring in your tax returns when you come to see me. We're going to go through those too. This is really enlightening when you start to see these things and you make informed decisions. But when I say to you, you're in a 22%, I see it on your tax. I know it, right? So if I said to you, you can put $7,500 into, into an IRA today, a traditional, you will pay tax on that $7,500 at some point. You will pay tax on all the growth in the future at a tax rate. We don't know what that is, right? Whatever you pull out, again, will be taxed and also be used to determine how much of your Social Security is taxable. You know, um, there's required minimum distributions and it goes to your spouse and children and they have to pay tax on it. Or you can pay on it today. Pay on the tax on the seventy five hundred. You will never pay tax on that again, regardless of what the tax rate is. You'll never pay tax on any of the growth. There are no required minimum distributions. It doesn't tax your social security. It goes to your spouse and children tax free. What would you do? And everything I said was fact. That was accurate. I said nothing that was not accurate. Okay. So do you see how that's an informed decision? What would you say if I asked you that? And so we really want to start thinking about these things and understanding. I don't get it. You know, this is why I, I kind of insist on, hey, I, I really want to see your tax returns. I want to understand where you're at so we can make moves to put you. I call this forward tax planning because when we talk about required minimum distributions, which, by the way, they have changed because of the Secure 2.0 Act. But if you have to take required minimum distributions by the end of this year, you better take them. 
there's two camps that have to take required minimum distributions. Of course, if you're 72 or older, you have to take a required minimum distributions. If you do not take it, it's a 25% penalty, right? There's a uniform table. Again, a lot of people say, okay, what do I need? I want you to understand it's not that complicated. It's called the uniform table. The first year is 27.4. You divide by 27.4. The second year, you divide by 26.5. It's a table. And the number gets smaller and smaller. So the denominator, that you're, what you're dividing, gets smaller and smaller. So you're dividing into, right? So my point is, um, if you have 274000 of IRA money and four, you add it all up, divide 274 by 27.4 or into 27, 27.4 into 274, that's 10000 That's your required minimum distribution, right? So if you don't take that 25%, that's 2500 bucks. You got to cut a check to the government. Oh, by the way, you owe the taxes on that too. Isn't that nice? And so we need to be aware of some of these things. And moreover, I would like to say, as we look at RMDs, I do this, uh, again, when I meet with individuals, I say, look, this is what your RMD could potentially be. That's called, that's why you hear these terms, tax time bomb. So when you do the conversions, keep in mind, too, you're reducing your RMD. You're hopefully creating more tax control and protecting yourself from the threat of rising tax rates in the future. I think that's an accurate statement, too. Look, let me offer this again. If you want something specific, as I say all the time, you want the tax-free ideas, including the end of your ideas. These are things you have a deadline, and if you miss this year... If December 31st comes and goes, you lost a year. I want to get into 401 case because this is really important um, uh, because the timing is, is more so. It's more, more um, serious, I guess, urgent. That's the word. Uh, but if you want this, 630-934-1855, I will include the overall retirement guide as well as the organizers and any, anything specific. You know, Tell me if you want the information. We'll put it together. 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. Let me make another offer here while I'm doing that. I can send information. I do. It's general. For those of you that want help now, saying, Tom, these are some blind spots. I really want to understand where I'm at from tax standpoint. What can I do to put myself in a better position? How can I create income I can't, I can't, can't outlive? You know, the Social Security decision, which I'm going to talk about that and some interesting questions I had on it, you know, a complete plan, the five pillars. You want to do that? We will do a, we'll test your plan to show you where you stand. Again, not my opinion. It'll be on the numbers. We'll take a look at that. We'll do a portfolio analysis. I want to talk about the market as well. This is what I call a complete customized plan. If you want to take advantage of that, you give us a call. You'll meet with me personally. 630-934-1855. You will walk out of there with a retirement plan. You'll walk out of there with ideas. You'll walk out of there with hopefully ideas that you can do before the end of the year and you can get started on this stuff. It is, it can be fun and certainly fulfilling when you take control, you understand, and you start putting these things in place. We've got to control the things we can. I know we're under attack. You know, we got these lunatics running the country, but this is what we can do. 630-934-1855 to schedule a time to meet with me personally. Okay. And as I said, call me if you want to even set up a time to chat for 15 minutes. You have a question. I this I do this. You know, I had someone call the other day. I had some questions about Social Security, and I, I talked to them. I mean, of course, I'll help you out. Um, <clears throat> sorry, let me talk about four hundred one case. I do want to get into this um, this whole Social Security thing because it relates to your income plan, and then really talk about that piece of it. You know, we can couch a lot of these discussions in risks. What are the risks to your plan? Is the our future the potential of higher tax rates in the future a risk? You bet they are. Because if most of your, unless all your money is in a Roth, 
if you're in a traditional IRA or traditional 401k and you need 40,000 net, you're in a 25% tax barrier, so you may have to pull out 54 to net 40. What happens to tax credit squad? Do you got to pull out more? You sure do. Could you go through the money quicker? You might. Okay. So what happens if you, you, um, you live to 95? I hope. God bless. You know, we talk about longevity risk. Well, if you have income that cannot run out for the rest of your life, does that reduce the risk? Sure does. Right? Um, so these are things where I say, what are the risks to your plan? Right? And if you have a solid income plan and the market goes up or down, and, and, and if you think about it, the last two years, the market's been flat. What if you had retired two years ago? You were pulling money out. Now it's down even further. So if I have an income plan, I create income I can't outlive, pensions, social security, annuities. I'm going to get into that next segment. Does that reduce market risk for my plan? Sure does. That's my opinion. And then how do, if I have an estate plan in place, I have trust and powers of attorney. Let's say I'm incapacitated. What if? These are the what ifs. And I have a power of attorney in place that says if I can't act for myself, my spouse can. Does that reduce and allow me to control assets? Sure does. This is why it doesn't have to be as complicated, I think, as this industry makes it. Five pieces, five pillars to your plan. Now, you're not maybe not going to get all of them in place, and I'm not saying you're going to have a perfect plan, but if we can use this as our blueprint, man, I think we're in a good spot. And this is what I'm hoping to give you these ideas. When I talk about ideas, you know, these are pieces of this overall plan, but they're all, I think, all add value. So if you want this, uh, the retirement planning guide, as well as I want to get into this asset organizer because I've talked about it before. If you have four, four IRAs and an old 401k, and there's some numbers I'm going to t- talk to you about here in a minute. It's kind of crazy. Do you know all your numbers? If I said, do you know where your, you know, where assets are? 50%, this was an ING survey, 50% of participants in 401k plans still have a 401k at their old employer. I mean, that's staggering to me. Do you know what's in it? Do you monitor it? You're getting this is this is, should not be happening. Okay, that's when I talk about procrastinating. I get it. We're busy with life. It's not to be critical. That's why when I say when I send these organizers with the guides, first step is you got to get organized. And when people start to put these things, I can't tell how many people come in and say, "I forgot about this account. I didn't realize what the value of all my accounts were." This is great. I re- I had this, and sometimes it's good. A lot of times it's good news because they forgot about an account. It's found money in a way. <laughs> But I'll include that too. This is kind of, that's why I call it the retirement roadmap. It's a roadmap, I believe, to getting a plan in place and increasing your probability of success. All right? 630-934-1855. And then, you know, as, as an addendum to that, I guess would say the end of your planning. There's ideas in here. There's actionable items, right? Things you can do. I am confident. There are a number of ideas in here that will make a difference. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going on a little bit. I'm sorry. It's tough when you try to cover these in a, in a short period of time. This is why I offer the opportunities to come in where we can do a full, complete analysis. I'll make that offer again. But we talk about, let me get into the 401ks briefly. I, I really want to talk about the market and, and some income things and also Social Security increasing the cost of living. In October, they think it's going to be between 3 and 4%. That applies to everybody, separate from the delayed retirement credit, which is 8%. Again, I'm going to get into that in the next segment because I want you to understand how this stuff works because it's going to impact your decisions, and these are irrevocable decisions, all right? Um, the 401K, um, let me just say this. Again, this is why it's a little more urgent. You have the next three months to fund your 401K. Now, if you're under 50, it's 22.5. If you're over 50, it's 30, Okay. 
50 or over, I should say. I'm sorry. 50 or over. Which, by the way, we come find end of the year. Are you going to be 50 next year? Well, those are milestones, which means you can increase your 401k. But my point is, do you know how much you you put in your 401k so far this year? If you're at $10,000, right, you got a $20,000 runway. So do you want to pick it up, <laughs> right? It's kind of like there's the finish line. Okay, you want, to, you, want to, you want to pick it up and get to the finish line? Again, if you do not get that money in there by the end of the year, you have lost a year to fully. Now, if you can't, you can't. But I'm saying, if you can even up it a little bit, terrific. In addition to that, what if you, you started putting more of it in the Roth? That's even more terrific because <laughs> you have Roth 401ks, right? As a, even in addition to the Roth IRA, you can fund both. In fact, I'll make one other comment on 401ks. And that's what I said. So here is my, um, my call to action or my thing. How many of you know what you've put in your 401k so far this year? Do you know? Have you called your 401k provider? You could call them, not today, but you can call them Monday and say, can you tell me what my contributions are? They'll tell you. You can say, can I increase it by another 10%? You can, right? And at the same time, I would tell you, just confirm what your match is. Do you know what your match is? Confirm it. Do you know if you have the Roth option? Confirm it. And there's one other, there's in-service rollovers. Ask them if you can do that. What is an in-service rollover? It means you can take the money out of your 401k, put it in an IRA for yourself. It's a non-taxable event. Not saying you should do it, but be aware of it, Right? Take advantage of these plans. They have a lot of benefits to them, certainly a pretty high contribution level. Speaking of high contribution levels, do you know if you're, you can put, in some cases, over 70000 into this? And you're maybe saying, what are you talking about, Tom? I know I mentioned this before. So if you've heard me talk about it before, <clears throat> you, you might be saying, yeah, I know. Um, it's called after-tax contributions. Again, why is this important? I came across someone these past few weeks that had capped out on their 401k because they were putting um, quite a bit of their um, income into it. In October, you know, some of you will hit a cap. Maybe I don't know, but it's thirty thousand. If you hit thirty thousand, what happens? Your employer stops pulling money, or your provider stops taking money out of your paycheck. Stop it, caps. What if you could put in more? Well, you may be able to. Ask your employer. Can I make after-tax contributions? Why would you do that? And you could say, keep taking money out of my paycheck. It will go into your four hundred one k if they allow it. So you could put another 10000 in after tax. You could put another 20000 or 30000 in after tax. That, by the way, was in our newsletter, these ideas. I always try to send out ideas, right? If you want the newsletter, you can, you can, um, you can give it, get on there from our website. There's no cost to that either. But um, why would you put an extra ten or fifteen or 20000 into your 401k after tax? It's, you will pay tax on it as though you received it. It's after tax monies. Doesn't, it's not deductible. Because now that it's in a qualified plan in a 401k, you know what you can do potentially? Again, ask your provider. You can do a Roth conversion on it, right? You're converting money you paid tax on to a Roth in addition to the Roth contributions, in addition to the 401k contributions. Now you're doing a conversion on money you paid tax on. It's a non-taxable event. There's another 20000 you can pile into the Roth through your 401k. I've done it. My wife's done it. So this is not theoretical. I'm telling you. If your 401k provider allows it, you can do this. You have until the end of the year. Don't procrastinate. Find these things out. All right? I'm trying to give you these ideas, and I'm not saying it's a whole plan, but if you start putting these things in place, are they going to add value? I believe so. Is it going to reduce the risk of future tax rates? I think so. Is that a good thing? Sure is. Okay? 
So if you want this information or if you want to schedule a time to come in and see me or call me, um, we'll get it out to you. I want to include the entire, I'll include the end of your planning report, which we've updated. I've added a whole section on our required distributions, which I will talk about briefly coming back because there's some things there you might be able to do. Um, certainly you reduce your RMDs because Ross have no RMDs, no required distributions, right? That's one thing you should be doing. So if you want the end of your planning plus the retirement planning guide, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855 with the organizers, the worksheets. I'm going to talk about income planning in a minute here, but you see these ideas. So imagine if you could have an income plan in place that creates income throughout your lifetime. There's also a test. I have a test to, to tell you whether or not it's income or not, right? Growing a pile of money and picking it, that's not an income plan. It's not a bad thing, but it's not an income plan. But imagine if you get all the income you need with the um, as much and get as much of it tax-free and protect the, the pot and have uh, the documents, the control assets during your lifetime and down to your loved ones. Wouldn't that be a good thing? I think so. So um, give us a call if you want the information. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. Coming up, I do want to get into the Social Security, the cost of living increase coming up, the delayed retirement, how that works in your plan. Do want to talk about the market and some other ideas on taxes. You listen to Tom Fortino on the Alpha Wealth Hour. Stick around. we got a lot more to get into. Welcome back to the Alpha Wealth Hour. I'm your host, Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can always call us on at 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. You know, I, got, I need to say that a little slower because someone had called in and said, you, you, you know, that I say that too fast. So I apologize. I know sometimes I get a little animated and I, I talk quickly and so on. Um, you know, apologize for that. <laughs> I'm trying to get as much out as possible in the, in the time we have available. Um, but yeah, you can give us a call if you want any of the information we've talked about. Or if you want something specific, it doesn't matter. As I said, we cover everything. That's what I like to say. You know, I'm an investment advisor rep, which means we do active portfolio management. I'm insurance licensed. We have an attorney that does estate planning. We do all that stuff. doesn't matter. That's what I like to say. So, oh, you can also go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. You can download reports. You can sign up for our newsletter. The ideas that I talk about, we try to get ideas out every week. Something that's topical, um, certainly, um, you know, or if it's a, like end of year things, just some of the things I talked about. And then um, you can sign up for a class there too, alphawealthgroup.com. Let me just make a couple more comments. I do want to move on to these other things that I think are very important to your planning. Can't cover it all, but I try. The 401ks, I mentioned to capping them out. You have until the end of the year um, to do that. Otherwise, you lose this year of capping out or maxing out the 401k, which is up to 30000 if you're 50 or over, twenty two five if you're under 50. And then you can find out all these other things. Make a comment about um, if you are an individual or a sole proprietor, look at doing an individual 401k. You can put a lot of money into these plans. You don't have If you don't have employees and you have, you're just self-employed, you have your own business, you're an S corp, you're an LLC, or a sole proprietor. Man, you can do this. You can go to you can go to, to Fidelity 
or Schwab, you can set up an individual 401k. There's not the 5500 reporting. It's called the Form 5500. There's not the ERISA rules that apply. You don't have employees. There's other rules, but, you, but I'm saying it's pretty easy. You can fund those before the end of the year. Imagine if you could stick, if you wanted to take, you know, again, get some money in pre-tax or ta- or Roth. You can do both. And you can put in 70, you know, the 50000 or whatever it is you have to have the income. But, man, these are things we can be doing. I, you know, I have, I have um, a number of self-employed uh, clients, you know, and I think these are things that we can be doing. Um, they just allow for some uh, – a lot of opportunities in our planning. So again, the individual 401k or the solo 401k, you can go on these websites, you can open one up, one up this week and then you can fund it before the end of the year. So I, I didn't want to forget about that. The required distributions, I'm going to get into those for just one minute. Again, you have to take them to the end of the year. I did want to mention one other thing. For those of you that are taking them, there is what are called now qualified charitable contributions. You have to make sure that whoever you're contributing to is is a qualified charity. If you're doing the American Heart Association and you're doing this, um, you can do it from your RMD, from your required distribution. Why would I do that? Well, because I don't pay tax on it. See? So if you have a 10000 required distribution and you, you're contributing 10000 to a, the group of charities or whatever, rather than take it out of a bank account or somewhere else where you pay tax on it, take it from your required distribution and pay no tax on it. So I just there's, again, there's, there's all of these potential options. I just want you to be aware of it. And so that was in our newsletter. That is in the report, okay? So if you want that information, that's why I offer it because I can't get into everything. I still haven't talked about, um, we did mention charitable contributions, whether or not they're from your RMDs. You have until the end of the year. Gifting to children, you have until the end of the year. You can gift 17000 per person per year. For those of you that have irrevocable trusts or irrevocable life insurance trusts, you know, there's gifting strategies to fund those. That's a little more advanced. But, you know, life insurance is income tax-free to your beneficiaries. That is a true statement. It's not a state tax-free, right? So if you have a million-dollar policy, it's part of your estate. And in the state of Illinois, it's a $4 million cap. So if you add up everything and you're over it, you could be exposed to a state tax. You know, a million-dollar policy, 40%. You could have, your children could owe 400000 on a on a life insurance policy. And then you say, what do you mean? Yeah, a state tax. So what some people will do is put it in an irrevocable trust which means you you do not you no longer own it, right? And then you can gift the premiums to your children. I don't want to get off too much off on that, but my point is those are ideas where now it's not part of your estate, so it goes to your children and grandchildren, income tax-free and estate tax-free. I love it. We do. <laughs> again, just, uh, just something I didn't mean, but this is where, again, the end of the year, if you want a gift, you can gift to 529s. You can do a five-year gifting. Okay, sorry. Let me move on. Um, um, I want to get into the uh, the Social Security. I'm sorry. But I, I don't know if I gave that number out. If you want these ideas uh, and then the overall planning guide, which is always good to have. I, I like to say the planning guide. Those are the five pillars. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. And, you know, when I get into these ideas, I talk about irrevocable trusts and life, irrevocable life insurance trusts or whatever it might be. We talk about, I know everybody's, if you're a sole proprietor or, or uh, you're an S-corp or an individual, everybody is unique, you see, and that's, I'm, I try to cover as much as I can, but that's why I also offer the opportunity to come in because everyone is unique. You may be near retirement, you may be in retirement, you may have a business, you may not have a business. You know, again, 
um, wherever the situation is. But that's why when I talk about do more, doing more of a customized review of your plan, testing your plan, looking at some have pensions, some don't. And so this is why I say throw everything in a box. Come on in. We'll do the analysis for you. We'll meet with me. It'll be, it will be, I, I'm very, very um, informal, right? I mean, I'll, I'll wear a, a suit, but uh, otherwise I'm an informal guy. Um, and we have a new coffee. No, we've had, a, we, we have one of those Nespresso's. Um, everybody likes that coffee. I, of course, the clients drink that. I drink the, uh, I, you just use the crummy uh, K-cups. Uh, but anyway, no, I'm kidding. It, but it, that is true. That is true. We do have that. But uh, anyway, if you want to come in, throw everything in a box. As I said, come on and we'll go through your tax returns. It'll, it'll be, you know, I'm confident um, not only will it provide clarity to where you're at and understand where we test your plan, but it will also, um, you know, you'll walk out of there with at least a couple ideas you can incorporate. I'm, I, I'm, I'm confident in that statement. Okay. Let me talk a little bit about, I want to kind of pivot into another area of retirement planning. Remember, it's not about one thing. Let's talk a little bit about, <clears throat> excuse me, Social Security. Now, this is only one piece of your income plan. Keep in mind, remember the three-legged stool years ago? Pension, Social Security, your investments. Well, only 6% of the uh, private, uh, com- you know, the private sector have, uh, have pensions. So that, st- that piece leg is kind of broken off. Then you've got investments. You've got to be careful. So, um, but we can talk about creating your own pension through an annuity. And then Social Security is one piece of it. Um, investments can be part of it. But these are things I'm going to talk about here. I want to talk about Social Security first of all. I had this question. The cost of living increase to Social Security can be pretty impactful. Last year it was 8.7%. Think about that. That's huge. So, I mean, if you had a $3,000 um, $3, a year benefit, $3,000 a year, $3,000 a month, you had two forty onto that. It'd be thirty two forty the next year, a little more than that actually. But let's say thirty two. That's two hundred fifty more a month. We can do the math. That's three thousand more a year, just because of the cost of living increase. Now, someone had asked me, by the way, because they're thinking about waiting till next year to take their. They said, "Do I get that if I don't take my Social Security?" Which I think that's a valid question. You know, because Social Security is very confusing. Okay, it can be. Again, if it's explained properly, I think it can make sense. We do. That's part of the thing. The when you come in, I run a Social Security report. It's a terrific software. I mean, it's really helpful. It, it shows you three options. It compares them all separately and then on one page, so you get to see how it works and you see the numbers and you kind of understand. But anyway, yes, you do get the cost of living. So you will get. Let's say it's it's three percent. You will get that added to your benefit even if you don't take it. So when you run your Social Security report next year, ssa.gov, if you run it this year, you're not taking it, let's say, and then you run it next year, those numbers will will, will increase by 3% when you look, read your report. The numbers are going to change, okay? In addition to that, remember how we talk about a delayed retirement credit? You get an 8% increase every year you defer. That is true, too. That's on top of the 3 or 4% that it goes up. I know these numbers become pretty significant. They do. So, you know, that's why we say, you know, think about these are irrevocable decisions on your, on your, your income. And, and so think about that. You do get the cost of living, plus you get the delayed retirement credit. Now, he's going to retire next year. He's probably not going to wait a whole year, maybe. But I want you to also think about and understand this. You do not have to wait a year for the delayed retirement credit. It goes up by, I think it's point, let me do the math, 0.67 times 12 I think that's eight. 
So it goes up 0.67% every month. So if you wait four months from your last birthday, okay, it's going to go up 4%. It doesn't, it won't be the eight, but my point is every day you wait, every month you wait, it ticks up cumulatively. It's 8% over the year. So I just, I just want you to be aware that you don't have to wait till the end of the year or the end of your, or your next birthday to get the 8%. You get part of it through the year. Okay. And by the way, we do a, and of course we do. We have, we did a social security decision report. Plus we do the analysis, but I just want you to, this decision, this part of your income plan, this is why this is so important because as I said, it's irrevocable. And as I've said before, keep in mind your, your, um, and I've talked about Lawrence Kotlikoff before, Boston university professor. He wrote a terrific book. I think he's got a co-author with it, but it's called Get What's Yours. I had someone read it one time. They came to the office, they had it. So <laughs> it is a good book. I mean, as far as he tries to make it as light as possible, um, talks about a guy that gets married and then remarries every 10 years because you can get divorce spousal benefits if you're married for 10 years and you're divorced for two. Anyway, um, and he took it off every wife, you know, and then it's an increase. It's, so he tries to make it as interesting as possible. But his point is the risk isn't dying. The risk is living. So you want to remember, you don't want to lock into the lowest benefit. Typically, deferring the benefit, again, this is why we talk about how important this is, having income you can't outlive. Um, and then that higher benefit stays with the surviving spouse. So it's really a joint life benefit. Okay. Now we talk about income planning. My test, you know, my test, is it an income? Okay. Well, here's the test. All right. Excuse me. Does it come in regardless of what happens in the market? Yes, it does. Does it come in regardless of what you have in assets and investments? Yes, it does. Does it come in regardless of what age you are? Yes, it does. That's an income. Right? And I think it's terrific if you have income from dividends and interest. If you have income from your investments, you have income from rental properties, that's terrific. Technically, that's not guaranteed. Now, it's good and it's, it can supplement. I'm all for that, but I just want you to understand. That's why when we talk about pensions, is that an, that's an irrevocable decision too. I can't tell how many people come in. We go through their pension plans and we talk about, now you start to stack things. I have a budget worksheet that I include. That's another worksheet we start to go over. And then you determine your income. If your social security benefit between you and your spouse is 70,000, pretty important number to know. And then we can see where we are, how close we are to our our income goal. This is why um, we talk about these again. So pensions are another piece of that. Does it come in regardless of the market? Yes. Does it come in regardless of investments and assets? Yes. And does it come in for the rest of your life? Yes, yes, and yes. That's an income. And then annuities, are those an income? Yes. Again, they pass that test. So, you, you know, um, annuities are something you can look at. They've come a long way. I talk about these because they're an income stream. And so when I talk about trying to reduce risk in retirement, well, I talked about doing things from a tax standpoint to reduce the threat of, um, of rising uh, tax rates, future tax rates, because remember the tax rates on the Ross are always zero. How about the risk on longevity? The average male lives to about 84, a little over 84, it's close to socialsecurity.gov. The average um, female, about 87 or more, according to Social Security Administration, I say. And then, you, you know, you have a, this ability, you know, living to 95, I think there's a 25% chance beyond that. We don't want to be full of life and out of money. So if we have an income plan where it passes those tests, is that a, does that reduce our risk, from longevity risk? I think so. <laughs> does it reduce the risk from the market? I think so. 
because we're not relying on the market for our, our income as much. Um, these are things we want to want to think about, right? And if a spouse passes away, the higher Social Security stays. So is there some protection there? Yeah. Plus you have the estate plan. But if a spouse passes away, well, the higher benefit stays because you, you, you tried to make the optimum Social Security decision. If you have an annuity, it's a joint life, so that continues to pay regardless. And with a pension, you hopefully have the survivor benefit set up, so that continues to pay. You see how this works? You see how we provide clarity and we provide some confidence and some certainty? As much as possible, that's planning, and that's why I talk about these are the five pieces. If you want that report plus the end of your planning, I know I'm, I'm going off on some different things here, but this is what it's about. But I try to make it as simple as possible by saying, okay, I've gone in down these paths of income planning, tax planning, you know. Um, but it's it's the five comes always comes back to those five pieces, right? So if you want that with the worksheets, uh, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. And as I said, why do I include the asset organizer in there? Because listen to this. And this is this was a recent article. This is Bureau of Labor Statistics. says that between if you were born between 57 and 64, you've held an average of 12.4 jobs before the age of 54, right? Um, the more accounts you acquire, the more challenging it is. And this is why it's understanding why people might lose track of their old 401k. It comes back to what I just said. Perhaps that's why there's some 24 million forgotten 401k holding assets in excess of 1.3 trillion. If left unattended too long, old accounts can be converted, converted to cash and even transferred to the state as unclaimed property for going their future growth potential. Now, there's ways to look for this, um, you know, to, but this is why I say we got to be organized. You know, I, I don't want that to just say, okay, I get it. No, that's important because you can't start the. So it's just like when we talk about creating an investment plan. You know, this market is kind of crazy. It's, I think a few people have been quoted saying it's one of the most difficult markets right now. You've got the Fed involved. You've got all these distortions from the government. You have a, you have a federal government, which quite frankly is a, is a threat to capitalism itself. But so there's really tough. It's tough. You know, the 60-40, is it dead? 60, you know, 40 fixed. A lot of people said, well, maybe it's a now a 60-20-20. A there's ideas here, too, that you can get in. But before you can do that, you have to get organized, right? You have to know what you own. And how many of us know where our accounts are? If we have a spouse, do we know where those accounts are? I just mentioned these, the, the, you know, the, we can't monitor and get things in place. Getting organized is step one in this. And I've said, I quoted Warren Buffett, we don't have to be smarter than the rest. We have to be more disciplined. And so, you know, how do we get started? This is how we get started. And then we can take a look at creating an investment plan. I've talked about tax ideas. I've talked about end-of-year planning. Let's start doing those things, right? I'm talking about income planning, getting income planning in place, making a good Social Security decision, understanding what our, our income is, protecting the income, pension plans, looking at annuities maybe as an income source, right? And then trying to protect it from things. I didn't get into the whole asset protection, long-term care, and if a spouse passes away and having life insurance. That's all part of it too. I just don't have time today. But that's why it's in this report. Asset protection is one of those five pieces, right? And so I just want to say, um, you know, when I take a look at the, the portfolio, the first thing we have to do, again, is understand what we own. We do the portfolio analysis when you come into. Some people are surprised when they say, I didn't realize how much I had, how much exposure I had. If you're, you know, I talk about end of year. What if you're one year closer to retirement, right? You know, and that's why I talk about having an income plan. If you were retired two years ago, 
the market is down from two, you, whether you look at the Nasdaq, the Dow, or the uh, or the um, S and P. They're all negative over a two year period. You wear that, and so that means if you were pulling money out, you're pulling out from a trough. Certainly last year when it was down eighteen percent or more, and then this year it's kind of come back. But how you know you've been pulling money out, so it's probably down even more than that. So my point is. This is why when I talk about having a solid income plan, but it also makes sense to have a, a market, um, a, an investment plan you can stick to. There's no perfect plan, right? Um, but this is how you do it. I have part of this when I talk about investment plan, which is in this guide. That I take, you know, it's not perfect, but it's what I call these this five-step method, leads to getting something you can stick to. That's where people, where the average investor typically underperforms. They They move from, you know, I've quoted Eugene Fama many times, but I, I think it's an appropriate quote. He used to, he was a Nobel Prize winning University of Chicago economist, still alive in his 90s. He said, your investments are like a bar of soap. The more you handle them, the smaller they get. So, But I think there's things we can do now. Like, look at the fixed side. A lot of people are saying bonds are going to are gonna, – because there's that the, – the bonds uh, – you know, Jamie Dimon said it might go to 7%. Nobody knows. None of us. That's the point. We don't know, right? Is inflation coming back? It looks like it's kind of rearing its head. Does, does the Fed going to continue raising rates? People keep are hanging their hat on they're going to reduce rates. They don't know that. That's a guess. There's a probability to it. But if you own bonds in your portfolio, that's why they're saying there could be another bond market rally here. Because remember, there's that inverse relationship. So if you say, I'm going to put some in bonds because I can have some appreciation, they could be up 10% in a year. They can. Longer-term bonds can be up 20% if, the mar- if they reduce rates. That's a true statement. It could be. So should you have some in bonds? Probably. What about the 5% money market or CD that doesn't have principal or capital appreciation? It's not going to be up 20%, but you're going to get that solid five. Should you own that? Probably. That's how you do some of your fix. This is, again, there can be diversification on that side. You can own fixed annuities. You can also own, we do, we have, um, we call them structured notes. These are some other strategies we use where you get yields between, you know, Again, there's you need to more you need more information on it, but I, that's part of the fixed. I can put another ten or twenty percent in there, right? So I've got the bonds with some capital appreciation and fixed. I've got the CDs or the money markets or the treasury bills getting the five percent or whatever it is, and then I've got this other piece that maybe you can get nine to ten, eleven percent of yield on it. It's, that's a true statement somewhere in those ballparks typically. Now there's a little underlying risk, but what if I could kind of create that diversification on my fixed side? Then I've got the investments. So you have to, this is all part of creating an investment plan you can stick with. If you say 50% of my portfolio is in fixed, it's got a little lower volatility, I'm comfortable with having 50% in the market because I need to have some growth. can be that simple, but at least now you know what you own, you're comfortable with it, you're organized. This is important stuff, okay? And then you can, you can start to, 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 to get this plan in place, have income you can't remember, all of these things. You put more of your growth that, that if I said 50% is in growth, where do, I, where do I want to put most of that? In my Roth, right? Because it's tax-free. So if it goes up 20%, if it goes up 30%. I've mentioned this before. I had someone call me about some Tesla stock they bought many years ago. I think they said they put in 10000 It was worth 150 He said, I wish I would have put it in my Roth. Every penny is tax-free. If you have dividend-paying stocks, the dividends are tax-free. You see how now we're starting to coordinate our investment plan with our tax plan? That's why I say it's not about one thing. For those of you that want to 
you know, again, take a deeper dive. I'll offer this retirement planning guide with the end of year strategies because now is the time to take a look at these. There's many more things I can get into as far as, uh, you know, unrealized capital gains and taking it or capital losses and, and doing some harvesting there. Um, again, many other end of year things, but it's in this packet. There's also the retirement planning guide and the worksheets. This is kind of the blueprint. The, ma- the retirement planning guide is the overall guide on these. Then you can drill down into each one of these things, creating an investment plan, doing some tax planning, creating an income plan. This is what I talk about being complete. Again, if you want the information, we'll get it out to you. 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. If you want to schedule a time to come in, you know, yeah, it's my business. I mean, but I, I and I'm sorry, but I, it is the, it is the most going to be the most productive use of your time. It's going to be the most, uh, you know, substantive because it's going to be specific to you. Very informal. Like I said, if you want to take advantage of that, I'm going to make that offer. Throw everything in a box. Come on in. We'll go through it all. We'll look through tax returns. It'll be a good experience. We'll test your plan. We'll do the portfolio analysis. I'll run the social security report. Um, whatever it may be that applies to you. And there's some things you can maybe do before the end of the year. If you want to take advantage of that, give us a call, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. Go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. Sign up for a download report. Sign up for our class coming up in October. Email me. You want us to chat. More than happy to help you. Any way we can help you, let us know. I think we have the resources available that can help you out. So take advantage of that. There's no cost. 630-934-1855. As always, hopefully it's been good. We'll be back next uh, next Saturday at 9 a.m. You've been listening to Tom Fortino on the Alpha Wealth Hour. As always, everyone have a blessed week. Let's get to work. Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products or services. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc. The Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group. For more information about anything you heard on the show, call 800-748-3185. That's 800-748-3185. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.